seated. Open your Bibles to Psalm 109. Psalm 109. Chuck, I'm going to actually have you play the whole time tonight. Psalm 109. There is a God-sized adventure that awaits every praying believer. There is a God-sized adventure that awaits every praying believer. Your prayer life matters. Your individual prayer life matters. Not just the prayer of spiritual people who you consider super spiritual. Your prayer life has significance. Your prayer life has importance. Your prayer life has weight. Psalm 109. Verse 1. We looked at this before on Wednesday and Sunday. It's a psalm of David. He says, Hold not your peace, O God, of my praise. For the mouth of the wicked, the mouth of the deceitful, are open against me. They have spoken against me with a lying tongue. They have compassed me about also with words of hatred and fought against me without a cause. For my love, they are my adversaries, but I give myself unto prayer. That in response to the malice and the hatred David encountered, instead of becoming bitter, he identified himself as prayer. When he removed the italicized to saying, I am prayer. In order to identify yourself as prayer, prayer must become your lifestyle. How many of us can say that about ourselves today, that we are prayer? Charles Spurgeon said, he became prayer while they became malice. So often we're so used to posting about things and telling people what we think. But are we really always responding in prayer? Giving yourself to prayer means that prayer becomes your lifestyle. Go to John 14. John 14. Verse 1, your prayer life matters. There's a God-sized adventure awaiting each and every one of you. If only you would believe. If only you would take your place in prayer. John 14, verse 1, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Let not your heart be troubled is a command but it also reflects your ability you have the ability to decide whether your heart is troubled or not no matter what you see coming upon the earth no matter what you hear on the news no matter what you experience you can decide whether your heart is troubled or not Jesus goes on and says in my father's house are many mansions if it were not so I would have told you I go to prepare a place say a place for you and if I go and prepare a place for you I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am there you may be also just like Jesus has prepared a mansion for each and every one of us in heaven he has prepared a place for us in his plan and in the spirit there is a place called in the spirit there is a place for you to occupy in the spirit it's not in fleshly efforts it's not in fleshly expressions. There is a place in the spirit. 
Go to Revelation chapter 4, verse 1. There is a place for you in the spirit, and your prayer life matters. For the last couple days, I could hear it echoing in my heart like Jesus is yelling, don't give up your place. Don't give up your spot. You have a spot that is just for you. You have a place that is just for you. But so many of us have given up our place. So many of us have given up our spot. But there is a place for us in the spirit. Uniquely designed for us as uniquely designed our mansion is for us in heaven. I remember reading about Brother Jesse DePlantis when he went to heaven. And the Lord took him on a tour and had other people show him his mansion in other places. And Brother Jesse talked about when he went into his mansion, it had all the different types of things that he would like to be in a house like that. And Jesus said, I crafted it, I designed it just for you. Just as with much detail that goes into your heavenly mansion as a reward, there is a place for you in the spirit that God has designed for you. Revelation chapter 4 verse 1. After this I looked and behold a door was open in heaven and the first voice which I heard was, at, was as a trumpet talking with me which says, come up here and I will show you things which must be hereafter. We know Revelation chapter 4 verse 1 is speaking to John, but he also represents the church on the day of the rapture when God calls out, come up here. But there's also another call of the Spirit going out right now, come up higher. Take a step higher. Step on up. Glory to glory. Faith to faith. There is a place for you that's higher than what you've been so far. This adventure doesn't stop at one spot. It keeps going. It keeps going higher, it keeps going deeper, it keeps going farther. You can get out there in the spirit and you'll be amazed at how expansive it is. That's always in line with the word of God. But when you actually get into the spirit, there's more for you than you can ever experience. You see it with Ezekiel, you see it with John, you see it with Paul. And they, holy men of God, are almost sometimes without words to describe it. Ezekiel says, I was in the spirit, or the Lord took me by his hand and lifted me up in the spirit. Paul said, whether I was in the body, out of the body, I don't know, I still don't know, and it was years ago. John says, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. There is a place for you in the spirit that many believers are neglecting. So tonight I'm gonna talk to you in ways I wouldn't communicate on a Sunday because I believe God has something special for those people who really press in and persevere on a Wednesday night to get through traffic after days all people concerned about hurricanes. You came out, and I believe God has something for you tonight. So come up here, because your prayer life matters. Go to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 16. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 16. From whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplies, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, makes increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. If every part of your body is working correctly, your body has optimum health. 
But when one piece of the body is not doing its part, the whole body suffers. It says every joint supplies. That word in the Greek also means contribution. Every joint, every member of the body has a contribution that is unique to the other. Your heart has a contribution to your body that your stomach doesn't have, but both are important. You have a contribution to the body of Christ. You have a contribution to this local body here at Faith that is unique that no one else has. And if you do not take your place, Faith Christian Center suffers and the body of Christ suffers. There's something only you can offer that God uniquely designed you to give because your prayer life matters. You have something to offer that no one else has to offer, but you must take your place. There is an effectual working that comes out of you. That if you don't take your place, the world will not receive everything God has for it. Go to Philippians chapter 1. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Philippians chapter 1, verse 19. Your prayer life matters. There is a place for you. You have a specific supply. You have a specific anointing from the Holy One. You have a place. You have a spot. Don't give up your place. Don't let anything take your place. You must take your place. Philippians chapter 1 verse 19. Notice what Paul says when he's telling the believers to pray for him. For I know that this shall turn to my salvation, my deliverance, through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. The supply is the same word as contribution. Paul said, I know that this will turn for me because you're praying and you're releasing your supply. Every time you pray, there is a supply that's released. Every time you come to church, you bring your supply. It's not just coming to church to get something. You may not realize it, but you are bringing something. You have something on the inside of you, a contribution, a deposit of glory, a deposit of the anointing. That anytime you show up, it's there. And anytime you pray, it's released. There are some things that cannot be handled by one person praying. There are prayer projects, there are prayer assignments that take many believers working together, praying, causing things to change. Paul even said in his writings, you work together with me with your prayers. Remember we said prayer for this 30 days of prayer is defined as two things. Number one, communication with God, and the other, it's partnering with God. There is a partnering with God that comes in prayer. That you're working with them to a specific end. And as you're working with them, your supply is released. Your contribution is released. The effectual working that's within you is released. And every believer has a different measure. It can increase based on your obedience to Him and your following Him. Based on your belief in how much He loves you. Go to Ephesians chapter 3. Why does it seem that some people get better results in prayer? Why does it seem that their supply seems to be greater? Ephesians chapter 3. 
Verse 20. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. To the degree of the power you allow to work in you is connected to the degree of the contribution you have to offer. It's connected to the supply that comes from the joints you are in the body of Christ. Your prayer life matters. Your prayer life has weight. How weighty are you in the spirit? See, people can be weighty in the spirit and still not be spooky. It doesn't mean you walk around spooky. No, it just means you have weight with you. What does that weight? The glory of God. You show up places and the atmosphere shifts. Because you know who you are in Christ. You know what you carry. And it's weighty. In these earthen vessels, we have the light of the glorious gospel. But we must take our place. Go to Revelation chapter 16. Thank you for your anointed Holy Spirit. Revelation chapter 16, verse 15. When you study all of chapter 16, the book of Revelation, verse 15 seems like it's out of place. Like why would Jesus have this in this verse? But it's very important to us today and then to that time. It says, behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watches and keeps his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. Now he's like, well, what does that scripture have to do with anything? It's connected to the watching. In the time when there was a temple, there was a governor of the temple who would walk around with torches going before him. He would walk around every night to make sure that every watchman was on his post. And if a watchman did not stand up and salute when he walked by, he would say, peace be unto you. But if the watchman was asleep, he would take his staff and hit him. And at sometimes he may take a torch and set his clothes on fire. Because they would wake up. How many know if your clothes got set on fire, you wake up pretty quick. And they would take off running. And so people would say, well, what is that sound in Jerusalem? That's the sound of someone who got hit with a stick and their clothes got set on fire because they fell asleep at the temple watch. And so what would happen when they had to present themselves for duty the next day, their garments were burned, their nakedness was shown, and it was shameful. So Jesus is saying, in the last days, don't give up your place. Don't fall asleep at your watch. Don't fall asleep at your place because your place matters. Don't show up for duty showing that you have been neglectful of your place. You have a place in the spirit. There is spiritual clothing. There are things that identify you in the spirit. But so many believers are running around unconcerned about things of the spirit or hearts so hardened to the things of the Spirit, they don't know what the Holy Ghost is trying to do in this day and this time, and they don't realize, as Jesus told the church of Laodicea, you are poor, you are wretched, and you are naked. But the thing is, the church of Laodicea, on the outside, things were good. They were healthy. They had prospered. They had worked faith. They are prospering now. But Jesus, you don't see how you look in the spirit. You are asleep at your position. You are asleep at your post. The fire has consumed your garments. You've been hit with a stick and you're not waking up. 
And he says, if you don't change, you're going to lose your place. Don't let anything take your place. We'll talk about on Sunday things that distract us and take us from our place. But please, I exhort you, I beg you tonight, don't let anything take your place. You must go higher in the Spirit. You must come to the place of prayer that God has for you. Go to Isaiah 62. Your prayer life matters. There's a God-sized adventure awaiting for you. If you would only believe. If you would only maintain your place in prayer. Look at verse 1. For Zion's sake will I not hold my peace, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not rest, until the righteousness thereof goes forth as brightness, and the salvation thereof as a lamp that burns. Verse 6, I have set watchmen upon your walls, O Jerusalem, which shall never hold their peace day nor night. Ye that make mention of the Lord, keep not silence, and give him no rest till he establish, until he make Jerusalem a praise in the earth. If you're going to be a person of prayer, if prayer becomes your lifestyle, you are a watchman. It's like, well, what is my territory I watch over? You watch over your own life. You watch over your family. You watch over where you serve at church. And if you are faithful in your assignment, God will give you other areas to watch over. Your prayer life matters. You have a watch you are to maintain like those in the temple. But are you asleep on your post? Are you covering your territory? There may be temporary assignments God gives you to pray for. There may be lifetime assignments he gives you to pray for. There are things I remember the Lord telling, I want you to pray for this certain person. It'll be some type of politician, a government official in the news, and I pray for them. And there's one person, individual, I prayed for for a while, and I kind of forgot about it because you didn't hear a lot about him in the news. But all of a sudden, I remember I was walking in the gym, and he showed up in the news. I'm like, my God, did I forget to pray for him? Did he do this because I didn't pray? Because I didn't watch. And then other times, I'll be praying about things, and I pray something will come out of my mouth. I would pray a few elections ago. Father, I was praying, like, Father, I desire that people know what's in the heart of each candidate. And a couple of days later, tapes and stuff show up of things at secret meetings that no one knew about. And I go, huh. Because watching in prayer. See, the thing is, we think everything's just supposed to happen. But John Wesley says, it seems that nothing, God does nothing in the earth unless somebody asks him. That he's limited to the prayer life of humanity. And we think, well, why are these things happening in the earth? It's because the church doesn't pray. Or it neglects their ministry in the heavenlies. It neglects the spot that God made for them. That God purchased for them with his own blood. He says, keep not silent. Go to Matthew 7. It's not enough to pray about certain situations once, pray for certain people once. It says, keep not silence. Ye that make mention of the Lord. Matthew chapter 7, verse 7. 
Ask and it shall be given you. It's also translated in the Greek and other translations. Keep on asking. And it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that keeps asking receives. And he that seeks finds. And to him that knocks it shall be opened. We quit too soon. We step from our place too soon. Go to Luke 18 again. Luke 18, verse 1. And he, Jesus, spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint, saying, There was in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in the city, and she came unto him, saying, Avenge me of mine adversary. And he would not for a while. But afterward he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, Yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. And the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge said. And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, shall he find faith on the earth. Remember this parable, God is teaching it for an example that men will pray always and not faint, not give up. God is not the unjust judge. He is the just judge. And Jesus said, if the unjust judge relented because this woman kept on coming, how much more the God who is just and loves you will he cause things to change for the people who continue in prayer night and day? For the people who do not neglect their place in the Spirit, the people who do not neglect their place of prayer, the people who understand your prayer life matters and actually does something about it. You have a place in the Spirit. Please don't give up your place. Go to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. Praying always with all types of prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. We must watch and pray from our place in the Spirit. You should watch for things. You should look for things. Start with your own territory of your life and of your family and for your church. When you see believers born again on Sunday or on Wednesday nights, you should identify them. You don't even have to know their name. You can lift them up to God that day and throughout the week. Father, I pray for the people who were just born again. I lift them up to you. I watch for them in prayer. I plead the blood of Jesus over them. I come against spirits of discouragement that will try to take them off from their path. I lift them up to you and I yield myself and I pray in the Holy Ghost. Zion gives birth when Zion travails again. How are people born of the Spirit and grow up in the things of God when Zion and the church travails in prayer? There are prayer projects, we'll not get into this in this series, that when you're praying, it's, it's almost like you're giving birth to something. It takes time. It's not just one day taking your place of prayer. It's consistently, every day, throughout the day, praying. Laying hold to that place of prayer. 
Keep on asking because you know you're going to receive. Keep it on knocking because you know God's going to open the door. Keep on seeking because you know you're going to find. One day is not enough. One week is not enough. One month is not enough. It is a lifetime. And it takes us all coming together, watching, praying, releasing our contribution, releasing our supply, every joint working together, the effectual working, the power of God that's working in us. Colossians chapter 4 verse 2. Colossians 4 verse 2. Continue in prayer and watch in the same or watch in prayer with thanksgiving. We must watch and pray. We must take our place and from that place look, from that place view, and from that place pray. We'll get into more on Sunday, the authority of the believer. And praying from that place seated at the right hand of God. But we must not neglect our unique spot in the spirit. How things go in Smyrna, Mableton, Austell, and Atlanta, in this metro area. How things go in your neighborhood. It's if you've taken your place and pray. You should pray for your neighbors and your community every day whether you know them by name or not. Whatever your community or neighborhood is called, whatever your apartment complex is called, Lift it up. Say, Father, I pray for all those who live, work, and frequent here. I lift them up to you. It's like, well, I don't like what's going on in my neighborhood. Well, change it. Release peace. Release joy. Release hope. Bind the devil. Take your place. And if you're faithful, God will give you greater territory. God will give you greater authority. God will give you a greater range to work with. But you must be faithful in what he gives you. And you always pray in line with the word of God in the spirit of love. And you take time and you pray in the Holy Ghost. You get over in the spirit and spend time praying in the Holy Ghost. Even take time to say, Father, I don't have anything specific my will wants to pray for, but I'm sure there's some things you want to pray on the earth. So I yield my tongue right now and I pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray through me whatever you want to come to pass and yield from your place in the Spirit. Not all believers will take that place. Many believers will stay carnal. This is not about going to heaven. This is about bringing heaven to earth. Not every believer will maintain their place or take their place. Some believers may visit their place, but never stay in that place. We must be people who daily take our place in the Spirit and cause things to change because we understand the weightiness of the subject. We understand that our prayer life matters. That if I don't pray, if I don't take my place, if I don't cover, I could be leaving someone exposed. Your prayer life matters. It's not just my prayer life that matters. It's not just the prayer team's prayer life that matters. Your prayer life matters. Stand to your feet. Lift your hands and close your eyes. Come before God right now. If you've been neglectful of your place in prayer, repent. Ask him to forgive you.
He will. Thank you from the cleansing power of the blood. And make a commitment in your own words to God that you're going to take your place in prayer. That you're going to take your place in the spirit. Father, forgive us for where we've missed it. Forgive us where we've been neglectful of our ministry in the heavenlies. Forgive us for not taking our place as often as we should. Forgive us for being distracted and losing our place at times. But Father, we respond to that call to come up here. Nicole, I want you to sing out, come up here. However the Lord gives it to you, just sing out, come up here.
places are calling. Places in the spirit are calling for you right now. Because it's your spot. It's the place he uniquely designed for you. But you must inhabit that place. You must dwell in that place. You must make that place your home. It's not by some great effort of the flesh that you get into that place. You cross over by faith in the Spirit. So, Father, I take my place. And in that place, you yield to the Holy Ghost. And let him work through you. You partner with God. The Holy Spirit praying through you, working with you to bring the will of God to pass in the earth. Greater places, greater realms await for the praying believer. Adventures in the Spirit. Let's pray in the Holy Ghost together. Better yet, sing in the Spirit. Sing in the Spirit. Come on, Nicole, help me sing in the Spirit.
open your mouth by the Spirit. And you utter things of the Spirit. Things in your tongue and things in the Spirit. And then you'll cross over and say of all the known tongues you've never learned. Because you're stepping up, stepping in the greater realms of the Spirit, says God. Mrs. Sermons, Gabro Siba, Rocco Sitaka,
Say, Father, I'm taking my place. I heed your call, and I come up higher. From glory to glory, faith to faith, I will be obedient and take my place in the Spirit. See, what you do in this place is there are times when you won't know what to do. So you pray in the Holy Ghost and listen to him. And whatever he tells you to do, that's what you do. Whatever he tells you to pray, that's what you pray. It's not something that's overly deep or something that's spooky. It's yielding to him and listening. And you'll experience the God-sized adventure that he has for the praying believer. Amen. There are things that he does in times like this that your natural mind won't understand. Especially if you're newer to the things of God. You're going, what in the world is going on? Just know the Holy Spirit is working. He's moving. When things like that happen, he begins to deposit things in your heart and in your spirit. The things you may not even know of today, but there'll be times down the road that spring into action. You're like, where did that come from? He deposited in your heart and moves like these. So even if you don't feel anything or whether you do, God puts something in you so that you can stay in the place he designed for you. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Any of my ministers got anything? Minister Iceland. Minister Tanisha. Minister Butler. And as you follow me, and as you press into me, and as you seek me, and as you search through my word, and as you allow me to move through you, using you as my vessel in this earth, you will see my hand not only on your life, but on the lives of those that I sent you to. As you are obedient to do the things that I instruct you to do, you will see the force of my glory, the weight of my authority moving through you. So continue to be submitted, continue to pray, continue to seek my way, and you will see that you're not just anybody, but you are the somebody that I call to do this thing. So continue to pray, continue to push, continue to set your faith to do the things I've called you to do, and you will see the manifestation of my glory behind you. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for tongues and interpretation of tongues. Found in 1 Corinthians 12 and 14 for our exhortation, our edification, our comforting, to build us up, to encourage us. We receive that reminder and that encouragement. We'll keep on praying. We'll keep on pushing. Hallelujah. In the same spirit, let's receive tonight's offering. In the same spirit. 